Ohio State Radio, 94.9 News Now, stimulating talk. This is Byron Lazine with the one team at William Ravis Real Estate. Today, along with Chaz Cook, Ryan Casey, and bringing up the level of professionalism to the show, Jess Hoover, all of the one team at William Ravis Real Estate. I think PK, Pat Kenny might join us a little bit later, but what's going on, guys? Not too much. How are you? How was your trip back to down to Florida? It was very non-eventful, which is what I hope for anytime I'm on a plane. Right. (laughs) Non-eventful trips. So, and I'll be back for the summer in just a few days. So looking forward to being back up there the entire summer as this entire market and economy shifts. A, I think, seismic shift is happening As we speak, not because, you know, Irish Springs pool water is pouring water into people's pools and vibrating all of the neighborhoods that it touches, but more because uh, the economy for the first time in two years is showing dramatic signs of change. We have big companies, Uber, Carvana and Lone Depot all saying, listen, uh, we're either laying off. We're not going to be hiring or uh, we're reducing costs. So that's just in the last week alone. We've seen those headlines. There's probably more to come. Also, in just this last week, we've seen trillions of dollars of people's 401ks and stocks just completely erased. Trillions of dollars erased on planet Earth. I know our government printed fake money and so it's like okay fake money is disappearing but it is still wealth that is disappearing we've also seen the interest rate reach its highest the mortgage interest rate that is reach its highest point in two years we're seeing a trend where less homes are selling than last year all these things are happening despite home values continuing to increase so we have a huge market shift of sorts happening that will have an impact going into the future, the next two or three months, the next second half of the year, what's it going to look like? And, um, you know, one of the things that people are expecting will happen, but I'm not quite sure will. Chaz, you sent over an article today uh, about what we need to, to know about the number of foreclosures in today's housing market. People are going to see these headlines and they're all going to say foreclosures are coming, foreclosures are coming. But what's the real story with where we're at right now in today's housing market when it relates to foreclosures? It's actually a really interesting topic because, you know, everyone is predicting that we're going to see this uh, seismic decline in inventory and a big increase in foreclosures. Because of the forbearance program, though, those are actually not what we're seeing we're seeing that people who actually took advantage of the forbearance program during the pandemic, 37% of those people have already come back out of it and are paid off in full and are now current um, on their current mortgage. So yes, we will see a slight increase in the number of foreclosures, but it's not going to be anything that changes the market or that dictates the shift that we're going to be seeing in the current market. Chaz, what was that percentage again that people are back, you said to? 37%. Wow. That's actually kind of impressive because, I, I mean, I thought personally this was going to take some time, you know, especially with inflation and people paying a lot more for food and gas and all that stuff that mortgages would take a little bit longer for people to pay in full. So that's, I think that's kind of impressive. That's a better number than I thought. 
Right. And so 44%, give or take just over, um, they were in workouts or repayment plans. So they didn't take the full forbearance program and, you know, say we're not going to pay for a year or so, but they, you know, took a little bit of a break just to kind of get their feet back underneath them and prepare themselves for, you know, what was ahead. There's some big differences with people that own homes right now. As we enter what I'm calling a market shift, I'm not saying we're falling off a cliff. When we fell off the cliff with the mortgage crisis, things were a lot different. People that owned homes did not have this much equity that people do today. Um, over 50% of people own 50% of their home in America in cash. So, so people have tons of equity, right? Uh, one out of four buyers are cash buyers. So people that have cash, they're not going to be incentivized to you know, just kind of give their house away in a market shifting environment. Two out of five loans back then were ARMS, adjustable rate mortgages. ARMS aren't bad, but these were like no income verified ARMS. Two out of five loans were ARMS. Today, less than 1% of loans are ARMS. Most people are locked into an interest rate under 4% today. So as the market shifts, meaning Inflation is the enemy of the real estate market and really every, every single market. And so companies are going to react to what the Fed's doing, which is breaking our economy in half. The fake economy, of course, that they built in the last year to two years, they're going to break this economy in half and people will get hurt. People are going to lose their jobs. Right now, you can argue there's a whole bunch of job openings, so hopefully they'll be able to go out and find a new job. And you're already seeing signs of that, right? And things are obviously costing more money. But as this kind of takes place, what I don't think you'll see is the homeowners that are in a, a really strong position because they have a lot of equity in their home, because they have a low interest rate. They're not going to make you know, knee jerk reactions and go and sell their home for a discount. And, you know, looking at the numbers, there's really no data backing up that many of these homeowners would ever be faced with foreclosure. By the way, if we had a hundred percent increase in foreclosures right now, it'd be a blip on the radar. A hundred percent increase sounds like a big number, but when you're at like no foreclosures happening at all, it's not that big of a deal, especially when we are still in a market where we need inventory, despite the slight shift that we are seeing inventory for the first time outpace pendings in the last few weeks. And you're seeing it in key market indicators, 35% up in Phoenix, which is, you know, things that happen there usually happen first. So there's, there's a lot of indications to be aware of. If you're a seller, you're planning on selling later in the summer because you want to enjoy your Connecticut home in the summer. It's a big risk. Not saying don't do it. Lifestyle is an important decision on when, how, and if you sell or buy real estate, but you're taking a huge risk because the consensus by the end of the summer, in my opinion, is going to be this market has shifted. This economy is different. Uh, The Fed is continuing to break the economy. That'll be a consensus, not just a, oh, we'll see what happens, right? If you own if you own stocks, if you have a 401k, if you own, own Bitcoin, 
you felt it a lot in the last couple of weeks. And Byron, just to piggyback off your point, so from 2017 to 2019, there was an on average across the United States over 290,000 foreclosures. In 2020, there was 129,000. And in 2021, there was just over 38,000. Yeah. So we could almost see a you know 600% increase before we could get back to the levels that we were before the pandemic. So there's a big uphill there. And with homeowners having more than 50% equity, they can use that equity to give themselves that security blanket if they do find themselves in a challenging position. Honestly, if we saw an increase in foreclosures, it would be healthy for the markets. We have one out of four buyers right now are investors that are snatching up properties that homeowners are not able to get their hands on. So if there was an increase in foreclosures, some of those investors would turn their attention towards those foreclosures that maybe can't be you know, mortgaged. Uh, you know, a bank can't lend money to a typical home buyer on some of these foreclosures, not all. That's not a blanket statement. That's just sometimes that's the case type of thing, which would uh, alleviate the competition for the buyers. By the way, you know, if you are a home shopper, if you're a buyer, this competition that we're feeling, you, you, when you talk to an agent at an open house or whatever, they tell you, oh, it's 20 offers in every property, that's going to come to an end before the end of the year. You can mark my words on that. That's a Byron Lazine prediction. Take it to the bank. Uh, that's not going to last this year. And I know there's a lot of professional agents working with buyers that are actually happy to hear that because it has been a struggle. Um, so you got to hang in there. The market shifts, it changes. We're going through one of those right now. Good news is for the homeowners, you're at an all-time high in what your home is worth here in Connecticut. And if you're thinking about selling, the red lights should be flashing to do it now. If it's about the money and not the lifestyle, it's about the lifestyle. That's a whole nother conversation. All right, we come back. We've got Jess Hoover with us. We talked about raising the level of professionalism on the show. Martin McKinney, the boys and girls over at Service Station Equipment, your residential tank specialist, have asked me to raise the level of professionalism on this show. Byron, be a pro. You know, Ryan, you know, he, he's pretty good. Chaz, he, he's just as good. But we need some even more professional agents on this show. And we've got Jess Hoover from the one team at William Ravis Real Estate here with us to share a day in the life, a real estate story with all of you. So stay with us till we come back. Real Estate Radio, 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Joe the Gutter Guy is... Real Estate Radio, 94.9 News Now, Simulating Talk. I'm Byron Lazine with Ryan Casey, Chaz Cook, and Jess Hoover of the One Team at William Ravis Real Estate. Jess is going to share with us a day in the life story of a real estate agent, a full-time professional real estate agent with the one team in your Connecticut market. So Jess, day in the life, what's that look like? So I had a showing at a property that was essentially an investment property. It was under $100,000. One of my clients wanted to see it. So I 
went out to West Haven, who's in West Haven, Connecticut, and I pull up, I meet with him, show him. It was disgusting, this property in particular. There were, I've never been to a property where there's like active maggots, but there were maggots in the kitchen. Tell, tell us more about, you know, maggots are... <laughs> Are a friendly creature. What? What else? <laughs> um, just a lot of molds. Just you know, the maggots were pretty much the worst part. Were but they like all over the house, or were they? In the no, kitchen? just in the kitchen. So it was mm. pretty much just in the kitchen with the maggots. But then I couldn't. You know, it was one of those houses where when you're walking up the stairs, you're stepping over different items, and you know you're grabbing onto railings so you don't fall. Was the buyer an investor or somebody who who was going to be a homeowner? He was going to live there, but he was also kind of like a flipper because you could not move into this house without doing so something. Going into it, he's like, "I'm willing to do work. I know I'm going to have to do work." It was one of those um, buyers, like where they were prepared for for some work. Yes, but he was kind of new to the game, so I'm not sure he quite knew what he was getting into. Real estate can be a dirty business. Yeah, I think he kind of learned the hard way with that one. He wasn't, you know, 100% an investor, but kind of wanted to like have his first flip type deal and then live in it. So uh, he wasn't too surprised, though. I'll give him credit for that, because sometimes when you walk into a house like that, like the smell was so bad that people Well, so this house was packed with showing. So when people were walking out, they were like, covering their mouths and noses and they were like i gotta get out of there smelled that bad um but he time for masks to come back (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly he uh kind of took it with stride so he was good about it but there you know whenever there's a house on the mls that doesn't have many pictures you kind of know so i was kind of expecting it so uh it was definitely couldn't go into certain bedrooms there was so much stuff that you had to stop at the door. Like I couldn't even walk into the room. Just it was a hoarder type situation as well. I don't know how long it was vacant for, which is interesting because I can't imagine. And keep in mind, Jess is a gymnast, right? Like if everyone should be able to get in these small little rooms and jumping over things, it would be Jess Hoover. So if Jess Hoover yeah, just can't do it, flip right over. Nobody there. can get into those rooms. Yeah. yeah. Actually, Jess, you just side note, you just won a big award for Madison for. Uh, gym coaching, correct? Yeah, yeah. Assistant coach of the year for Connecticut. And then my team did really well, too. We got second in New England's. Wow. First at state, second in New England's. So. Jess Hoover, if you want to uh, connect with an agent who is coaching up our young youth for to be great gymnasts, Jess at oneandcompany.com. And she can also hopefully help you avoid these landmines. All right, continue with the story. These maggot landmines. (laughs) Yeah. So we go in, we're in for like 10 minutes, come out. As I'm walking out, I was like, you know what? Keep me posted. Let me know what you want to do. Let me know if you want me to write you up an offer. And as I'm walking out, my phone rings and it's a buyer who I had been following up with for about nine months, but I've never actually met him in person. And he was like, hey, Jess there's this house I want to see in West Haven. And I just had a feeling because this was like a revolving door of showings. And I was like, what's the address? And he told me, and it was the same address I was at. And I was like, can you be here in five minutes? And he was like, yep. So I'm sitting, I go to my car. It's a cold day waiting for him to get there. And then I got this other guy random 
knocking on my door or my window, I should say. And I turn and I'm a little sketched out, but I'm like, okay. And he's like, are you an agent? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, can you show this house to me? And I was like, are you represented? And he's like, no, no, I just want to see it. Uh, I saw it online. I want to go in. And I was like, well, I got five minutes to wait for this other guy anyway. So I walk in, same deal, show him the house. You know, this time I didn't go upstairs because I was like, you can go look at it. I've already done my workout for the day of avoiding everything on the stairs. And uh, he comes out. We go out. I meet the my next buyer who was going to be there in five minutes. Show him. And after that showing, which is now my third showing there, I come out. And there's a guy sitting by the steps waiting. He has a child and he's like, Hey, can you show this to me? And I was like, Well, are you represented? Do you have an agent? And he Do was you have like, a hazmat suit? Right, yeah. <laughs> Do you have a gas mask? Water. And so he was like, I've I asked an agent to see it. I've never met with them, but they haven't gotten back to me. It's been eight hours. Like, can you just let me in? And I was like, fine so i showed him as well um obviously gave him my card but that was the fourth showing um and there were still people lined up when we came out there were there was a line out the door for this property and i was kind of like should i set up a lawn chair out in the front yard and just like a lemonade get client like i'm getting more clients doing this than open houses right at this point so thought about doing it but yeah that that was the first time i showed a house five four times you could have done a a showing lemonade stand you know just sign up yeah i could have maybe coffee instead or something to keep people no hand sanitizer something right hand sanitizer what that tells me that the price was right in this market Mm -hmm. if the price is right you are going to get a Still, despite the shift that I'm talking about, despite the uncertainty with uh, the economy and people's 401ks disappearing into thin air, despite, 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 values are at the highest point they've ever been. And if you price it right within reality, you're going to have a line out the door, whether there's maggots in the house or whether it's in supreme condition. We're actually seeing a little bit too much of sellers saying, well... Geez, the market just keeps accelerating. I'm going to list and think that the market's going to catch up. Anybody that was in the game in 2006, 2007, remembers at the end this happened, where people were listing, well, it's been accelerating so much for a year and a half, two years. I'm going to list my property, what I think it'll be in three months. But when the music stops, those sellers are like, whoa, I don't have... 12 offers. I don't even have 12 showings. What's going on? And if you're going to go on the market right now, you know, listen to your agent about where to price it to still get that level of activity. Because the cliff in real estate, it's, it's more of a curving downhill slope when it stops. It's not going to be a straight decline like your 401k. And you'll be able to ride that down and still get a high price but if you price it right, it is going to be the case. So, so really listen to your agent if they're a true full-time professional. Somebody like Jess can help you out, Jess at oneandcompany.com. Of course, you guys know how to find Chaz 
and Ryan Casey, Casey at oneandcompany.com, Chaz at oneandcompany.com. Uh, professionals like this can certainly help you if you're thinking about selling. So, Jess, what do you what do you got this uh, the rest of this weekend? You, you got you're gonna get yourself in any of the crazy stories like that one? Hopefully, I just have some showings and no open houses this week, but just a bunch of showings. Any crazy investor specials? Uh, no, actually. You, do you have any uh, listings coming up or any buyer needs that uh, you might you think might be beneficial for if somebody can match up here, one of the listeners, uh, to let people know about? I do have a two-bedroom, two-and-a-half bath condo in West Haven, same town, actually, um, coming on, but that's not for another couple of weeks when they're ready. All right. So two bedroom, two bath condo in West Haven. Maggot free, Jess? Maggot free. You can actually walk to the water. So okay. that's sounds, a nice feature. Sounds great. So yeah. if you're thinking about West Haven, two bedroom, two bath, if you want to walk to the water, you can get in there uh, before the rest of the summer. Reach out to Jess, Jess, J-E-S-S at oneandcompany.com. That's all spelled out, O-N-E-A-N-D, company.com. Jess, what's your number real quick? We're up against a break. 203-314-4660. All right, that's how you get a hold of Jess at oneandcompany.com. We're taking a break. We come back. We got the Real Estate Rewind. By the way, there's an open house going today until 1 o'clock. So uh, until 1 o'clock, 11, hey, I have in Niantic. I'm going to check with Chaz, see if I even spelt that, said that correctly when we come back. Real Estate Radio 94.9 News Now, stimulating talk. News Now, stimulating talk. I'm Byron Lazine with the one team at William Ravis Real Estate. Just had Jess Hoover go through an epic story. Maybe the best segment since Ryan and Chaz have joined the show. Uh, updating the life of a real estate agent. Jess Hoover from the one team. We've got Ryan Casey and Chaz Cook from the one team. If you missed that last segment, you can always go to the podcast wherever you listen to CT Real Estate Radio. CT Real Estate Radio. Download the podcast. All right. Now we've got the one team rewind of the week, an eventful week. It is. We have an open house going until one o'clock today and Carpenter listing 11 Hey I Ave in Niantic. That is spelled H A I G H. So I don't know if Ann's listening and I'm completely butchering that name because Chaz agreed with me that it is Hey I. Have you heard Ann say that? Is it Hey I? I have actually heard her say it, and if, if I misheard her, don't worry, you're not going to get the call I am, so yes, it's all good. And call Chaz if I'm featuring <laughs> this name, 11 Hey I have in Niantic. I believe Anne herself 
is there. That is till 1 o'clock today, 11 Hei Av in Niantic. Uh, this is on for four thirty-nine nine. See, three bed, two full bath. Ranch can walk to the water for sure here, McCook Park. And all of that, this is a great property if you want to be downtown, close to the water, close to the boardwalk. 11 Hey I Ave in East Lime, in Niantic, 439.9. Will not last, by the way. Another, the second Byron Lazine prediction of the show. All right, Chaz, what do we got for the one team rewind of the week? We had 10 new listings, 14 under contract, and 11 closings. So another busy week for us here at the one team. And we're going to kick it off with our new listings. Uh, another Ann Carpenter listing, 15 River Road in East Lime. Not going to tell you guys too much about this one, except that it is under contract. That was a great spot, again, with a walk to the water. It was on the market for $319,900. Um, adorable little Cape-style house, convenient to 95 Next up was 11 Hey which we're just going to go ahead and skim right past because Byron gave us the breakdown on that one. And then we got a little buffer in here, so you got to bear with me. Sorry, 94 Niners, my computer needed to load. We got uh, uh, Ariel has a new listing, 22 Walker Lane in Woodbridge. It's coming up to yep. Walker Lane in Woodbridge is on for $620,000. And uh, then- Lee, Lee had a new listing. At, do you have any stats on Woodbridge? I don't. I, actually, I was going, sorry, on my list, it was in a little bit of a different order. Eight, eight Highland uh, in Waterford. All right, we'll get back to Woodbridge. Yeah, Go we'll ahead. get there. We'll get there. Lee always gets his shout out. All right, we'll get to him in a second. Um, eight Highland Drive in Waterford, Connecticut. That was a Mary Pula listing on the market for two fifty nine nine, And that one is also under contract. So congrats to Mary on that. Um, then Mary and I brought two more condos in the Harbor Towers that's uh, known on, it's on Bank Street, New London. Sorry, I got a little twisted there. Um, unit 704 and 806. Unit 806 is a one-bedroom, one-bath, and it's about just under 1,000 square feet. Great spot. It's in the new side of the building because I don't know if you know much about those buildings, Ryan, but there's the original building. Then they built a parking garage for all the residents, and then they built a new side of the building, and that's where they're busy at work um, getting those units ready to come to the market. Walk so. to everything from Bank Street in New London. Absolutely. Um, there's actually a great uh, restaurant over there. I'll try a great sushi place. got to get over there and try. Um, next up is 22 Walker Lane in Woodbridge, Connecticut. That's the one you were just mentioning there for 620000 That is a colonial contemporary style home built in 1940s, so it's got some character. Best part about this house, it's got just over three acres. Um, it's been beautifully redone on the inside. It's got a set of French doors where you walk out to a nice private patio. And that is, again, an area El Tortora listing. Um, reach out to Ariel, A-R-I-E-L, at oneandcompany.com about that. Next up is 50 Nicole Drive in Milford, Connecticut. And Nicole, we got a lot of Nicoles like, involved with the one team. Right? Mm-hmm. We got this is Byron's an Amanda, Amanda listing. This is an Amanda listing, but it's on Nicole Drive. And it came on the market for $550,000. So 50 Nicole Drive, Milford, Connecticut. Again, short walk to the uh, to the shore. Um, this is a colonial-style house. Pretty new, actually, built in 1994. Just under 2,500 square feet. Four bedrooms, two and a half baths. It is a great property, so if you're interested in that one, you can reach out to Amanda at oneandcompany.com if you're in like the Milford area. 
I do too. And then we had uh, 233 West Thames Street in Norwich, Connecticut. Here he is, as always, Levar, with a r- commercial rental opportunity. Let's see if we can get a little bit more details on this. It's about 3,300 square feet. It's a mixed-use space. Uh, great building, great location. If you guys are interested in that or if you're a commercial investor, reach out to Lee at oneandcompany.com. And that one, you know, for just over 3,300 square feet, $2,000 a month. Like, how can you beat that? If you are looking for a place to set up shop with a new business, reach out to Lee at oneandcompany.com. And we, we had an, uh, a new listing at 232 Providence, turned by Lake in Hampton, but that has already went under contract. Fun fact about that one, I helped the owner actually move in years ago when he bought the, you know, putting on my mover cap, Brian. Do you ever wow. do that? No. No, I never have a mover cap. Yeah, other caps. <laughs> Byron stole my thunder. That was what I was going to bring it home with the new listings, you know, rounding it out with another Lee under contract there. But yeah. he uh, went ahead and stole that from me. So we're passing it over to you, Mr. Casey. All right, Jess, you're about to witness what everyone tunes in today, where I'm going to read off every town that we got a house under contract and then close. And make sure this, you- this shows the, the geography reach yeah, of the guess. one team. Go ahead, Brian. We're everywhere also the Rhode Island be. accent show. Yeah. <laughs> So this is where we got houses under contract. And if you're here in this town, you might want to give us a call about getting your house on the market before, as Byron was talking about, that shift. So under contract, we got in the towns of Brantford, Cheshire, North Haven, East Haddam, Hamden, New Haven, Groton, Waterford, Hampton, Norwich, East Lyme, East Haven, Wallingford, and then back to East Haven. That was by yours truly. I know you're all wondering. And then for close, this is the towns that we can, we closed on. Congratulations to our buyers, sellers, and agents. We closed in Newtown. Uh, Walcott, Walcott. Walcott. Uh, we want to call Walcott. 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 Burlington, Meriden, Wallingford, East Lyme, Meriden, Westbrook, Meriden, East Haven, New Haven. Congrats. All right, there you go. That's the one team rewind for the week. Again, if you're looking in Niantic, go to 11 Hey I Ave till 1 o'clock today. Hand Carpenter Open House. Open until 1 o'clock. So you got uh, just over another hour to get over there. You can walk to McCook's downtown, the boardwalk, all that. Right at your fingertips, 11 Hey I Ave. Just under 440000 in Niantic. Will not last. You know what's great about that one? You're in the Crescent Beach community, technically, but there's not an HOA associated with it. So you get all the benefits of Crescent Beach. To Byron's point, you can walk over to McCook's Beach, Hole in the Wall Beach, or you can walk to Main Street in Niantic, and you can go check out the Niantic Public House, great little brewery over there, tucked in the back corner, or Spice Club. Wow. Next to our old office. Back in the day. Back in the day. The restaurant scene in Niantic is picking up the last year. Loving it. Mm-hmm. I was actually uh, just hanging out with the former first selectman, Mark Nickerson, on a golf course in an unnamed location. And uh, Mark was telling me about all the restaurants that have come to Niantic. There is Sift Bakery mm-hmm. coming from Mystic to Niantic. Yeah. Pretty cool. So uh, Mark did such a great job. Shout out Mark Dickerson with the town of East Lyme before him, Paul Formica. And I know somebody in the Paul Formica, Mark Nickerson uh, lineage of p- local politics has now taken over. The name is escaping me, but I'm sure they'll continue to do a great job. That's one of the, especially New London County, one of the best well-run towns in uh, in the state. They do a great job. They make great decisions over and over again, which is why uh, the town continues to be desirable. 
So yeah. shout out to all the work that Mark did. And shout out to Pat Kenny, who just popped up. Yeah, PK. PK. Get house. Give us the like Chaz's enthusiasm. Like Chaz's enthusiasm is awesome. And then Byron just, yeah. just, just, just like, nope. Well, <laughs> you know, Pat, a guy in the, a guy in the finance world. Can't believe you're even uh, showing your face, letting people hear your voice. Not that the total economic collapse is your fault, but uh, Ooh, oh my God! <laughs> wow, bring in the heat. I mean, I mean, uh, do, you, do you want to read more than like? Do you want to read more than headlines for a second? Byron? Total economic collapse. The, the end the, of the financial world. The, the, Kenny. the U.S. dollar is worthless. Can we say disaster? PK. Oh, it's nothing compared to crypto dollars. Those are amazing right now. Crypto is over. Lives are teetering on the brink. We're going to get Pat's commentary on all of that when we come back. Real Estate Radio 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Radio 94.9 News Now, stimulating talk. Byron Lazine, Chaz Cook, Ryan Casey, and Jess Hoover of the one team, all patiently awaiting Pat Kenny's arrival, which has happened just before the break. PK is in the house. Pat, of course, from Barnum Plans, where they deal with your future investments. I'm sure his clients are safe right now, but if you've been investing your own portfolio, maybe you don't feel as safe. PK there's obviously a shift happening. You know, 401ks are down. The market is down, down NASDAQ, all hitting two-year lows. How worried should we be? So first, I want to make sure, because I was prepared for this, I do appreciate the slightly more shrouded, uh, you know, everyone's patiently waiting. Yeah, it's, it's anybody else patiently waiting for Byron to start this this, uh, this show this morning? <laughs> no, I was the only one. That's right. That's right. Everybody else is patiently well, waiting. Byron. The show started on time, Pat. So I know, you, I know you I were know. you were probably in the pre-show uh, room. I, I was in the green room. Started. I was in the green room waiting. I was the only one there. Just me said. But yeah. so, so yeah, lots of things, lots of things are happening. Uh, last week, obviously, we all know uh, Fed raised rates half a point. Right. That's a big jump. Biggest jump since for 40 years. Uh, didn't really work quite as well as they had hoped. Um, we're still seeing, you know, inflation came in better than expected for April, but it's still very high. It still came in, um, you know, uh, it's less than, than March. So that's a win, right? We're starting to see potentially the peak of inflation. It's kind of a, you know, we talked earlier about doing some, some kind of, you know, you do some straw polls and kind of get some, some sense. And a lot of the talking heads on Wall Street and, and in the financial sector are fairly evenly divided, about 50-50 that we've really hit peak inflation. Um, nobody sees it getting more outrageously out of control, right? Nobody's really calling for a nine-spot number for, for the month of May. Uh, I don't really know how the markets would react in any positive manner if that were the case, but um, eight's still crazy. I mean, we've been in eights, you know, since since basically December and January, and that month over month, you know, I think uh, the number I just saw was the average median household is spending an extra three hundred and eleven dollars a month on basic cost of goods. 
right? And if like you're in median, or whatever, like milk and, and car gas. payments and, and even like credit card payments, right? If you're someone who, who has to carry a balance or is carrying a balance, right? Your interest rates, obviously are going to be impacted by all those kind of things. Sure. And, and you're going to go from, you know, 16, 17% to 23, 24, because the credit card company says that's what we're allowed to do. Um, so you, know, you start to really feel that pinch, right? I mean, 311 a month is that's $4,000 a year, give or take on a median household. That's a lot of money. And, you know, that's people start to feel that sting. Half the, uh, Average car payment. I don't know if you realize the average car payment is like a couple or five hundred dollars, which is which seems insane to me. But but that's uh, yeah. I think some of that probably has to do. I'm sure the last couple of years, right? Demand, uh, lack of supply, and then obviously now the cost of money going up, right? We talked to you know the B phase of the world over in the mortgage world, and you know now you're borrowing you know six cents on the dollar, give or take, as opposed to three cents on the dollar, and that's you know definitely going to have an impact. But I think you know average American car payment, by the way, six hundred forty four a month for new cars, forty four eighty eight for used. That is insane, folks. If you that's bananas. Yeah. If you got a six hundred dollar car payment, do a Dave Ramsey for me. Blow the thing up and, and just go get a, <laughs> a cheapo. And a two thousand Honda Civic. Those things are still on the road and running. And that's know. a huge. And when you're trying to get pre approved, uh, I had a client with Faye and makes good money, but she had a nine hundred dollar car payment. And Faye's like, man, if she got rid of this payment, Faye, New England Home Mortgage. Shout out to Brian yes, Faye. Brian Faye. Does a great job. I mean, if she got rid of this payment, she could probably be approved for a hundred thousand dollars more. Car payments will will kill you, and if mm-hmm. that's going up too, that could kind of take effect on your your pre approval. So, inflation has caused people to basically add half a car payment to their monthly expenses on average. Pat, continue. Yeah, and I mean, you know, from this obviously, you know, you're going to start to see a pinch on. Um, this is the this is right around the time where you know. And you guys know this. Most of my client base is is a little more aged, right? 50, 55 north and retirees. So not necessarily them, but you start to see a lot of, of younger professionals, millennials, Gen Zers start to look at their contributions to things like 401ks. And they're like, wow, I don't know if I can do six, seven percent. I might want to go back to two or three, which, you know, in a day to day or week to week doesn't seem like a massive difference, but it means a lot to, you know, depending on your level of income coupled with an extra three, $400 a month in payments and, and those kind of things, that's going to start to make a big difference. And that's going to start to slow things down from a, from a spending standpoint, from an investment standpoint, from a, a spending standpoint, that's what, that's the point, right? That's the point of raising rates is to try to slow inflation, to slow spending and bring demand back down in line. The markets, you know, the stock market as a whole, S&P will speak about kind of you know, colloquially here as, as being quote the market is actually fairly strong and is is fairly priced again at this point. One of the things that we've lost track of is every time you see these record numbers, these record things, people lo- love it because your investments are doing amazing. But if you're trying to buy something in your 401k on your biweekly paycheck contribution, you don't want things at all-time highs. That's too Correct. expensive. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one of the things that, and it's funny because I saw, you know, it's it's an overarching theme for us. And I think our good friend, uh, Mr. Josh Rubin here from, from New York actually posted something yesterday that I love one of the greatest things on the planet, which is you're one not of, buying one of the great them. Uh, real estate brokers in New York City, Josh Rubin. And just all around great guy. Yes. But one of the, I think one of the best, he posted an amazingly simple quote and, and I loved it. And it says, you're not buying the market, you're buying the asset. The same thing holds true for whether you're buying stocks or you're buying a home. You're not buying the, the real estate market. You're not buying the S&P 500. You're not buying the U.S. economy. You're buying Disney. You're buying Apple. You're buying Facebook. And you have to look at what the value of those companies is as a corporation in the long term, just like you look at a house, right? Yeah, housing prices have gone up. So has the cost of money. But are housing prices going to depreciate over the course of 30 years? No, of course not. 
neither do good companies, right? We look at Berkshire Hathaway, right? Berkshire Hathaway, Warren Buffett always talks about he's not buying companies, he's buying leadership. And he's buying the long-term appreciation and the potential of that of that corporation. Warren Buffett always buys leadership. Does that leader have the have it in her, have it in him to pivot when necessary, to make the changes when markets shift? Like, for example, we saw the leader of Better.com just completely, you know, turn into a puddle when the market shifted on loans and you know, uh, refis went away. You know, the person that went on Zoom and was just a complete buffoon in the way um, he operated and, you know, let people go and that kind of stuff. And then you're going to have leaders that uh, come out of even this market shift way ahead. You know, it's it's going to be the same on a local level as it is a national level when you look at uh, the, the leaderships and the companies that, pull forward. Yeah. And I think, you know, all of that was a very roundabout way to get to my answer to you for you, Ryan, which is um, all of this, you know, the, the crypto craziness and, and the, the disparity between, you know, fiat currency, which is, you know, the uh, money that was at one point backed by whether it's gold or silver or otherwise, but is you know, the U S dollar, the, you know, the, the pound and, and the euro, those kind of things. Um, what, what crypto is supposed to do is completely separate itself and just not be correlated to that. The issue mm. is the underlying value of, of nothing is nothing, right? So, right. so crypto, unfortunately, is nothing, really. Uh, it's not an asset. It's not money. It's not dollars. It's not a company. It's not an ownership stake. It's, it's, it's just, uh, you know, fairy dust. So what that is, is it gives you the ability. What it is, is, is a contract and an ability to transact business using you know, some, some dollar value on the piece of paper. So what most of them were tied to in a way to, to make them seem appealing or desirable is they're tied to some sort of a stable coin. And a stable coin is still technically nothing, but it's backed by dollars and cents. Mm. And so one of the things that you saw now was, um, uh, the, the, the U S I think it's, it's tether, tether U S or whatever it is, is, is the thing yeah. that completely, that's supposed to be attached to dollar for dollar, right? So they have backing of a dollar, for every dollar value that's displayed on a computer screen. And what ends up happening is that, A, it's one of the most complex algorithms ever written in mankind's history. And B, it turns out most of those dollars are in Bitcoin, not in actual dollars. Mm. So when Bitcoin starts to collapse, which is not collapsing, but Bitcoin starts to devalue, your dollar for dollar relationship evaporates almost immediately. And now you have to figure out how to raise those actual dollars which if you own Bitcoin means selling Bitcoin into a falling market and then introducing more Bitcoin into a flood, right? So like it just becomes the self-fulfilling prophecy. That's one of the things we started to see over the last week and a half or two. And that's what continues to drive prices down right now. So they've done a good job trying to shore it up. But the thing is, they don't have a federal reserve, just like you said, they don't have, you know, gold or or anything like that. So um, when the computers start to go, they start to go, Um, which is why we've said for years, crypto's fun. But you can also just drive to Mohegan Sun and put it all on red. You've got about a, about as equal of a shot at, at being able to predict the outcome either way. Yeah, I mean, I think crypto is the extreme version of what's happening in this economy. But when you do, to me, Pat, when you do see that there are major companies, Uber, Carvana, Loan Depot, just this week, either doing layoffs, Uber not being one of the ones doing layoffs, but saying privileging will or hiring will be a privilege rather. Mm-hmm. Um, Cutting, spending will be cut back. That will be a trend that you see into the future. And, and what I want all the listeners to be prepared for 
Um, what I want all of our clients over at the one team, the homeowners, the home shoppers, the investors, the buyers and sellers that we are working with to be prepared for is that what we got used to the last 12 months isn't necessarily going to be the 12 months that we see ahead. And certainly our agents too. And that's why we're having discussions, discussions internally way ahead of when, you know, your average agent will have these types of discussions so that we can be more prepared personally and what we're going to do financially in our lives. Uh, and as well as educate the people that we're working with in, in everybody's situation is customized, right? If you're a person looking to sell your home this year and make the most money possible, well, then yesterday was the best day to list and today's the second best day to list because we are on the other side of that hill of your home being worth in the short term this year, just from today. I'm just talking, Pat made a great point. 30 years from now, your home's going to be worth a lot more than it is today, probably seven years from now. But if we're looking at May 2022 to December 2022, I'll tell you, it's going to be worth probably more right now. Now, the closing numbers in June and July reflect what happens right now. So those are a lagging indicator. But in reality, your home's worth more now than at the end of this particular year. You're on the other side of this hill. So if money's most important, you do it now. And if you need help, you can reach out to any of us at the one team, the one team wr.com you can reach ryan at casey c-a-s-e-y at one you can reach chaz at chaz c-h-a-z at one and and jess if you like fun and uh stories like jess shared jess j-e-s-s at one and company.com you can always go on the one team wr.com if you want some more thoughtful insight from pat kenny reach out to him at barnumplans.com Barnum, B-A-R-N-U-M plans.com. That is it. We'll see you guys next week. Real Estate Radio, 94.9 News Now, stimulating talk. See you guys. See ya. Salon.